It is 9.37 as Total Information AM continues. I'm Debbie Monterey along with Scott Jagow and Black History Month continues. We're sharing a piece of local black history. Historians have long considered the desegregation of St. Louis University a milestone when it started admitting black students in the summer of 1944, the first in Missouri to do so. But that history is incomplete. The full picture of when and where integration began is coming into focus. In studio with us today is Webster University professor Annie Stevens and DEI Associate Vice President Vincent Flewellen. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. All right. Well, first of all, Professor Stevens, tell us about the discovery of Veda Lee Easter. I think a lot of people may not be familiar with that name and her tie to Webster. Oh, thank you. Uh, yes, I was um, uh, busy uh, two years ago uh, starting work on a, a, doth- a different project, a Loretto uh, Roots Enslavement Project for the Sisters of Loretto Community, of which I'm a member. And I was reading about uh, some um, black sisters uh, who uh, came to take summer classes at Webster in 1940. So I looked up in some historic newspapers more about that. And at the end of one article, there was a mention of a music contest that the second prize winner was Miss Vadely Easter, who was a student at the time at Sumner High School. And I went, oh, my goodness, she's black, and she is a music student at Webster, and it's 1940. And so I started looking more, and and I discovered she'd been taking classes there um, while she was a student. And then after graduation, she was taking music classes at Webster for two more years. So this is well before our official history. So so a major takeaway here is that before policy changes happened, there was desegregation. That's right. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Vincent, uh, this discussion of black history kind of goes to the core of some of the political infighting we're seeing around the issues of DEI and black history going on right now. I mean, we we should be learning about people like this in our history. When when there's big things that happen and we've not learned about them, we have to question why. Absolutely. I think part of it is the fact that it's it's the who, right? And it, it's it's... I think our 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 our, our culture's uh, inability at times to just be willing to accept the fact that certain narratives and certain voices take priority in terms of how we record history, how we teach history, uh, whose history is taught, and I think much of this is is a challenge against that. Uh, we are talking not just blacks' history; we're talking America's history. And uh, I think so often we, we want to bucket it and silo it, and, you know, into these categories of it's just blacks history and it therefore doesn't really impact or matter to the larger history or the larger fabric or storytelling of America's history. And I think that this is uh, one of those potential cases. Why is it that we didn't know this about our own student? We published a, 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 a publication in uh, 2015, honoring the 100-year celebration of the university. There's no mention of Veda Lee Easter in that book at a time in which actually she was alive. Um, just down below my office on the third floor in which I, I, I have my office in the, the ground level, you know, our, our uh, uh, director of public relations, Patrick Giblin, found her registrar's, you know, the records. They were right there in the building. But the why, obviously, we, we will never know. But the fact and what is great is that, you know, Sister Stevens, having found that bit of history and, and now 
makes it real for us, not only changes our history at the university, but changes the history of the state of Missouri in the sense that it was, in fact, now a question of whether, in fact, St. Louis University was, in fact, that first university. And to your point, it was pre-policy, right? We didn't have to wait for the policy to come about. And I think that that's what we also often fail to realize. We to do good, and you know, I'm using air quotes here, right? To do good doesn't necessarily mean we have to wait on legislation. So, Professor Stevens, uh, t- take me through the process. What were you looking for? How difficult is it to find these records? Obviously, it's been decades and decades. Are they so digitized? What, yeah, how did you go about doing this? Well, I'm really grateful that so many newspapers uh, in St. Louis have been digitized uh, through newspapers.com, the historical uh, records of that I have access to, and more of them are being added. I mean, even from the time that I first started, uh, the St. Louis Argus has recently been added, which is historically uh, black um, um, uh, news coverage. And I have found more and more information. I mean, Veda Lee Easter was one of those hidden figures, hidden in plain sight. It was out there in multiple newspapers, from um, St. Louis, from St. Louis County, uh, from other parts of the country. Her mother was a music teacher, who was her first music teacher, and she realized that her daughter needed more training by the time she was in high school. But from the age of, like, 12, Veda Lee Easter was performing publicly in many uh, cities across the country. And, in fact, I found just recently that she was elected the president of the junior department of the National Association of Black Musicians in 1937 Mm. when she was 14 years old. Wow. Mm. Yeah, really wow. So she was definitely not uh, an unknown. It's just that people reading the newspapers, they just, you know, passed over whatever. And it was never remarked upon at Webster, the university, uh, until, you know, just recently when we found out about her. What do you plan to do with this piece of information? Are you going to challenge St. Louis University or <laughs> you know, how do you change the history books? Well, we, we've, we've had conversation with the archivist and, and a couple of other um, people at St. Louis University not too long ago. And, you know, they, the, the question is, you know, how do you count uh, when desegregation actually occurs? Do you count it when the policy officially changes Or do you count it when you can first identify a student who identifies themselves at the time as black uh, enrolled in classes or what? I mean, my suggestion at that point was this isn't a contest about who was first. This is we will bring out whatever we can find in our own records that we can uh, let that story be known. Because these are people that we really wish that we could have known. Well, back to your point, Vincent, earlier about teaching black history in schools, something like this shows us that we don't have the whole history. We didn't know this. That's right. Or we didn't find it yet. So how does that influence the way black history might be taught in the future? You know, I think for a long time, I actually thought of history as being very like static, right? Like it's done. It's behind us. It's done. And obviously, you know, a project and a revelation of research such as this shows that history is actually ongoing and we have to be willing to amend that history and to be willing to accept that there's new information out there that will change what historically we have been taught and, 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 and teach. Um, 
And I think that what this will tell us is that we have to be open to understanding that there are so many untold stories. I mean, we were just talking about the Mill Creek um, uh, exhibit there. at the, Right, uh, Pillars of the Valley by City Park. That's right, right. How many of us knew that history, right? And we're talking 20 plus thousand families impacted here in St. Louis, black families, right? Churches that were wiped away. Um, 70 years ago this month. 70 years ago. I mean, that's within lifetimes of Mm -hmm. all of your listeners. I mean, like, this is like, this isn't like old history. But we didn't know it until somebody pointed it out. Until someone pointed it out. Well, a very interesting discussion. Thank you so much for both of you coming in and and talking to us about it. That is Vincent Flewellen, the DEI Associate Vice President, and Annie Stevens, Webster University professor, joining us in Studio B. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you.